Get taps in a six pack for September 14th, 2023. I'm here with Noah for abs in a six pack episode 209. It's Antarctica part three, and this is a new live son of a bitch. This is a new live son of a bitch. Ooh. I lost, I ran out of breath trying to get all that out. I don't know. I'm doing all right, man. How are you? I'm pretty good. Just been lowering my vibration and jacking my loosh. Lowering your vibration and I'm jacking your loosh. Wearing the shock collar tonight. Wear a shock collar. And uh, I've already been zapped in the pre-show. I think I got zapped in the pre-show like three times. I'm going to put a shock collar on you to get you in line. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you did. You said it right there. Yeah. Well, Make that four. That's a cold-ass honky. All right. Well, we left off last show. We had... God, what all did we have in there? We had Nazis, aliens, Aryan race, all kinds of things. I mean, the Aryans weren't like a prime point. I don't think, you know... Yeah, I, but that was that was in there. I, I had a good, like, six clips on the Aryans. I, that. I remember that. Okay. All right. Well, I was just trying to say maybe let's not make, you know... The big thing of the Nazis, like the highlight of. <laughs> you want to so you you're so you say uh, you want to Aryan things out in here. You want to air things out. <laughs> What's going on in Antarctica? Not Aryans, that's for sure. What's going on in Antarctica? What's going on in Antarctica? What's, I don't know. What's going on in Antarctica? Uh, all right. Well, we did promise. I I well, you didn't promise. I promised some flat Earth talk. Antarctica. We want to talk about the ice wall. Alright, good. This should be good, because I uh, I am a person who particularly tends to... I mean, no matter how much I try, I tend to get infuriated whenever uh, uh, flat earth conversations come up, so <laughs> this should be good. Awesome. I, uh, I want to play... I need a jingle for it. I want to play a little game that I believe I'm the one that coined a hundred episodes ago, probably, and we call this one Bit Shoot Roulette. I haven't done it in ages it feels like but i'm just gonna get on bit mm-hmm. shoot here i'm gonna put in okay. ice wall all right okay i could put in ice wall antarctica but i'm down with like, this you can, honestly you could probably just type antarctica and 90 of it's gonna be about the ice wall so if, I'm, i mean i'm gonna know. set the buffer to short which is zero to five minutes just to narrow it down to something digestible for us good uh now now the next thing is to just filter out i want the audio stuff and not the video because the first two videos this first one says and by the way open invitation to anybody that wants me to if not i'll make a jingle i need a jingle for <laughs> i need a jingle for bit shoot roulette i just need i need the jingle for bit shoot roulette so it's just like um you know like i don't know a revolver it's good, clicking yeah. and turning could be a fun bit yeah it's a fun bit it's bit a fun bitch bit shoot yeah son of a bitch now, so the first result is never before seen photos beyond the ice wall in Antarctica. That seems I saw like, that one. Okay. I'd, that one seems like it's going to be mostly visual, though. I mean, yeah, because it's it says photos in the title yeah. of the video. So. Next next result, rare old I mean, you could describe them beyond to the us. Ice wall. Fuck. Yeah. Okay, I did do something. Uh, ice wall expedition photos, photos, photos. This is all video. See, now, so, okay. What do I look up? A guy talking about the ice wall, maybe. That's probably going to come back with zero results. If what not, you know is far off here? The, what is the ice wall about that? Because that's got to be somebody explaining. Maybe. It. 
I don't know. There's, I mean, maybe some of those videos that have visuals also have good audio. Like there's a possibility that I the guess. photos of the ice wall, it, it might have a guy talking about it behind it. Okay, let's try it then. What are we listening to? What is behind the ice wall of Antarctica? Picture. Dinosaurs. Aliens. Yeah, see that. See, bitch, you roulette sometimes doesn't work. Maybe don't make a drink. I mean, you could have just let me narrate that shit. <laughs> yeah. You were actually... <laughs> you weren't that far off. I was going to go Nazis. This one's the same video. This is bullshit. Is it? All right. Somebody's trying to farm views. Okay. Let's try one more just to see if Bitch Roulette isn't a completely terrible idea. Factions engage in fierce competition. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. so far nothing I have stumbled upon something fascinating oh well I cannot determine its veracity I assure you that it is worth your attention okay Claudio Nacelli the writer of Terra Infinita extraterrestrial worlds and their civilizations recounts the incredible tale of Helen Morris and her father William Morris who aided by a giant divulged information about numerous worlds beyond our Antarctic ice wall okay what do you think so far Seems credible. Yeah, credible. Sounds like <laughs> a nerd, so he sounds credible. I think he's an AI voice. <laughs> well, an AI of a of a, a middle aged white nerd. Yeah. Our level Earth world is part of a collective of 178 worlds that exist beneath a greater super dome, each with its own domes or biospheres. Hell- so, we're, right, what he has on screen right now is the. I'm confused. Earth. What he has on screen right now is the flat Earth map that has. Like 170 something small domes, each with their own dome, with their own ice wall around each one. Uh, and uh, yeah, this sounds more complicated than real life. It's it's a map of each each universe or each uh, it's not each universe. Each biodome has their own dome, and there's a big firmament above those firmaments. Basically, there's lands. Polly Shore and each one of those biodomes. <laughs> yeah. And Andy did. Well, and William originate from the ancestral lands, which lie approximately 8,000 kilometers south of our Antarctic ice wall. They have come here to try and educate and liberate our own humanity. Helen and William are knowledgeable about the outer lands and are familiar with the various races that inhabit them. Among them, there are two particularly hostile and anti human groups who operate beneath the Great Dome. The first is known as the Custodians, who possess highly advanced technology and actively colonize and enslave numerous worlds. The second group is called the Anunnaki, who are warlike and belligerent, and also employ advanced technology to conquer and enslave other worlds. The two factions engage in fierce competition with each other, and with all the worlds that fall under the Great Dome's jurisdiction. I'm loving this so far. This is, uh, I don't understand a word of it. Yeah, it's, uh... It's interesting. I've also, yeah, I've already like argued with him on multiple points in my head while listening. So let's keep listening. <laughs> you want to, okay. Once either of these groups conquers a world, they erect a wall of ice around it to prevent its inhabitants from escaping. 
It seems like this story has escalated to an extreme level, perhaps with the intention of ridiculing flat earthers. Oh. However, let's not dismiss it just yet and take a more thorough examination of the narrative. Stay open-minded so you can still enjoy this. <laughs> Do you hear that? I got to yeah. that. Do you hear that, Noah? Stay open-minded so you can still enjoy this. It's all about entertainment here. <laughs> Before I continue the video, please give a like if you'd learned something. And don't forget to subscribe and oh. also click the notification bell too so you won't miss any update. Just to shout this guy out, no. this is Inside Me is Everything. Uh, uh, well, actually... I, this sounds kind of gay. Yeah, I was... I, inside Me is Everything is his ad on Instagram, but in uh, Everything Inside Me was the YouTube channel's name. Or the BitChute channel's name. Everything wow. Inside Me. It's, it sounds like he's advertising Sticking his asshole. His ass. <laughs> and watch That's, to the end to avoid misunderstanding. Thank you. Watch the end of the Mars world, which is right next to us, see map, is a zoo of captured inhabitants from many worlds, including our own, where they are studied, trained, and experimented on. It is ruled by the Anunnakis who conquered the Martians long ago. Admiral Byrd was a member of the Mars world, which is why he could easily travel there through the land bridge that connects us, known as Bird Strait. It's called Bird Strait. <laughs> it's called Bird Strait. It's not bird gay, it's bird straight. It's Admiral Bird could had the had the he went through the wall to the other side, he penetrated the wall. Is this like so is this from Zachariah Sitchin's writings, or is this like some sort of like a fucking like a, a sequel that somebody else has written? Like, I don't know, think this the is whole Sitchin's. Anunnaki like Well Anun okay, did Sitchin's come up with the name Anunnaki? I thought he just wrote about him. Yes. Zachariah Sitchin was the originator of the Anunnaki. Oh, okay. as, far, as far as I know, he was the one who came up with it all, and uh, uh, you know, I don't know if this popular. is from Sitchin's. I doubt it, but this really this has a lot of visual graphics that are, and shows maps of each worldwide talks about it. So I believe it. It's basically a, like I said, a giant fucking flat plane with an ice wall around the whole thing, and there's about 170 smaller continents or smaller domes with ice walls. You know what? That doesn't fucking that doesn't fucking vibe with the rest of Zachariah Sitchin's stuff. Like if this has if the Anunnaki recorded this, this is, I would say this. I would say then this this has nothing to do with yeah, Nibi, even though he said like Mars is the nearest place where like fucking the Anunnaki tortured and experimented on like other life forms but or Mars, something like that. On this map, Mars is a flat disk next to right. Well, Zachariah Sitchin didn't. He he talked about them as planets, like <laughs> like balls. He said this is like Nibiru is a planet, is the ninth planet that orbits the sun in a very like. Uh, uh, oval shaped pattern, so it goes way far out beyond our detection. Do you know um, why? Do you know why God didn't make uh, astrological entities or any kind of terrestrial realm? You know why? Why he didn't make it a sphere? Why? Because he didn't plan it that way. <laughs> Book suggests that the Anunnaki race was responsible for the construction of the pyramids. Described as reptiloids measuring 5 meters in height, they possess a fearsome appearance and are known for their aggressive and warlike nature, displaying little compassion towards others. These technologically advanced beings, similar to the custodians, were invaded and altered by external entities beyond the Great Dome, leading to their current state. Their lands have sparse vegetation, and their waters are infested with giant serpents. They have learned to use portals to enter or invade domed worlds. Oh. Humans have an alliance with Venus against the Custodians and Anunnaki. How come all these are planet names, even though they're flat planes? 
on the one big flat plane? Because. Because. <laughs> they prefer spiritual development rather their war, but can hold their own in battle if need be. They employ underground bunkers and advanced technology to evade and defeat their enemies. In fact, they even have the ability to control the climate and weather on their surface, a technique they once used to defeat the oh, custodians. Bill Gates would love these the guys. The Pleiadians are also considered allies, but their position is more Pla- The Pleiadians. Okay, he's saying it Pleiadians because I think he's an AI voice. But it's Retarded? Pleiadians. I'm yeah. still p- pretty sure this is being read by AI, but I don't know. It let's, might be. I mean, it, it could out. be let's just look. some dude who like is obsessed with this kind of like video making and does a voice like this constantly in the microphone. Let me, let me crank up my headphones head. and listen a little bit better. Troll. Good they idea. are a tall and spiritually advanced species that prefer not to engage in conflicts. This is, I'm pretty damn sure that's AI. Definitely AI. That's okay. definitely AI. Okay. Yeah. I was, <laughs> it's like, uh, I know that edible's yeah. kicking in a little bit. I mean, bit. maybe not AI, but it's, it's a fucking, it's a voice that's <laughs> reading. It's a, it's a, it's a particular voice that's reading words. And it very quickly says its words. It ends yeah. each word with the same amount of time. I was like, you know what I'm saying? I was looking at it and I'm think I was thinking I'm definitely not, uh, the edibles kicking in the, the 100% legal Delta eight gummy from the gas station is kicking in, but I don't think it's kicking in. Hard enough. I don't think it's kicking in hard enough to, uh, <laughs> make this guy sound like a robot when he's not is kind of what I was thinking. Right. I uh, I 100% believe this is a spiritual war and that these people are working with dark entities and that's what this is all about. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I do want to point out something that's <laughs> this this AI guy said at the beginning with these, okay, so we're all within an ice dome and there's these like basically there's being, it's a whole alien thing uh, coming here and then he said for the purpose to liberate and educate us. And like I immediately thought like why? <laughs> like why would, Why? Like, why do they, what do they get out of it? What do they oh, get no. out of liberating and educating? It's like what us? we did to Iraq, man. We liberated and educated them. That was what George <laughs> Bush and Obama were all about, bro. Fuck. Ah. Yeah, you did say it that I, time. I've uh, said it every time. <laughs> you might have said it a couple times there. Now, um, I have some. Uh, are we done with this video? I feel like we're done. Well, with I kind of want to go into this just a little bit, just for okay. a second, just because okay, yeah, I, yeah. I, I then then I thought. Well, I mean, because if they're liberated, they probably don't feel the need to evangelize. The only religions in the world that evangelize are theistic religions. Fucking Judaism, uh, Christianity, uh, Islam. Uh, I mean, if you want to branch off that, Jehovah's Witness, Mormons, Scientologists. You know, they're all semi-theistic religions. Um, And every other religion... Uh, some of the old, the oldest ones, they don't evangelize. Like, I mean, essentially what they did is they stuck around long enough to become part of an entire country's culture. And that's why so many people believe it is because that's what they were taught. Right. But they don't go out and like, be like, I'm going to miss, I'm a, uh, have you ever met a Hindu missionary or a fucking Buddhist missionary? Well, I think the Jews, uh, they, they the, don't the, exist. The, the original Jews are, a perfect example of that because they're the chosen people. What are they going to evangelize to Gentiles? They don't know. Yeah. The Jews are a little bit different. They don't evangelize as anywhere near as much. Um, but I mean, I, you know, and you can actually look at that and include that with my point here. Like, I mean, if, if someone is truly liberated, like generally they tend to see that, like 
you can't change somebody's mind. So what's the point in going out there and trying to convince other people? And also like everyone's going to the same place one way or another. So like, you know, there's not really a need there. It's not like right. if like you Christians for them, it's dicks, like, I think is the phrase. Yeah. For, for a Christian, it's like, okay, well, if I don't share the gospel with someone I love and have them repent, they're going to spend eternity after they die in pain and suffering. And I don't want that for somebody I love or just really anyone. If I'm truly compassionate, I want to be like God. Like I should be out on the streets screaming. I should be witnessing all the time. That's like, that's why that, you know, the sect of Christianity that I grew up in did that all the time. Like I, I witnessed every Saturday. It was like, we tried to make a point out of like, Hey, we actually believe this shit and we want to try to convince and save other people. Um, but like, if you really know truth, like generally you don't tend to fucking try to force it on others or try to like come into, it's why we don't fucking go into animal, like, you know, like, uh, animals that we see and try to fucking make them sentient or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like liberate them to our level. It's like, why would aliens or whatever the fuck like come and try to make us more when they know we'll either make it or we won't, you know, on this physical plane? You know what I'm saying? Do you, is anything so, I'm saying making sense you, right now? But Okay, on one level, that makes a lot of sense. But if I see a guy drowning, I'm going to try to save him. I mean, let's see. Yeah, well, that's just that's I mean, that's really kind. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a good thing to do. Um, but that's that's different from trying to change his mind about the way he sees reality. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but what if like there's a difference? There's you know just to play devil's advocate against myself because I think the whole UFO psyop right now going on is totally a psyop. Uh, but wouldn't that be like why the alien if if you're building nukes and to where it could affect other planets? Wouldn't that be when the aliens? Fuck, wouldn't that be when the aliens step in? Yes, if if and, and only if they only. If they feel, I mean, because, dude, how many, they can't get to every life, like sentient life. Okay, assuming they exist, assuming sentient life is pertinent throughout the entire universe. Um, like, they can't save every single race. Like, there's going to be races that nuke themselves or set themselves on fire or eat each other or rape each other to death or whatever the fuck. Like, I mean, they're, they're not going to be able to get to just, oh, all at once. That would be, that would be. That's wild. how you go to but my point is, like, the only reason I can see that they would do this is, is is if they felt some form of responsibility for us specifically. I feel I the only per- people I'm genuinely, like, truly, deeply concerned about affecting the way they view the world are my children. And this is, I, I feel, evidence for, I mean, if there are aliens, if they are visiting us, then they likely did something to help create us. They, they mixed our DNA with chimpanzee, you know, fucking a monkey, a higher primate ape DNA with our, their DNA and fucking created us. And that's why they feel some form of responsibility. That's a really scientific way. We have nuclear weapons. That's a really scientific sounding way to make it say like we, we fucked monkeys. That's a really science well, no. way to make aliens. You're fucking, you don't understand folklore. anything of what I'm saying. No, they're, they're so advanced. They just take the DNA of something that lives here that it, yes, is most compatible with their DNA you, and they, they mix they it. Fucked, they use science to fuck monkeys because they You're, use mixed genetic y- codes. Yeah, but I think I was making a pretty cool point here. Is that <laughs> like, it, it, it's okay. But if fucking aliens are concerned about liberating us or helping us or whatever the fuck. Like, it's only because they did something to create us. And they feel a sense of responsibility about the suffering of the beings that they created. They see the stage that we're getting to, and they're realizing, okay, the human race is coming to a crossroads. 
They're either going to blow themselves up in some form of tribal nuclear warfare, like, you know, all the tribal wars that have always been, or they're going to have a big revelation and they're going to change and they're going to become uh, able to handle the amount of knowledge and growth that they've experienced so far as a race. Like, I mean, you know, there's a, there's a certain point with many animals, including the human being, you can grow and you can grow and you can grow. But if you continue to grow in a raw, like, you know, without being able to uh, beyond your frame, you'll die. Right. So like if we get too far into with technology without being able to spiritually handle it or mentally handle it, we're very likely to just kill ourselves like an obese person kills themselves with food or like a fucking uh, a massive uh, python or something like that. Eats something too big for it. It's stuck there and something else. Another animal comes up and starts eating the python because it has no energy. With a bull mastiff. Exactly. That's why they're coming here to help us out because they see us coming to this point. They feel some responsibility and they want to help us grow. And the only reason I feel like they would want to do that is if they had a hand in making us. I, I have I have a uh, compulsion to do that with my children yeah, to see, help this them grow. This guy thinks and, that they're all on the same plane as us, so they they wouldn't have to travel that far. Admiral Byrd had the Bird Passage that goes from the land of. No, he said he said they came from way outside the ice wall, right? So the same plane, I mean, fucking other planets are the same plane as us. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, I mean, it's not, I'm, you know, that doesn't, you know, change what I'm saying. Okay. I have a crossroads. Which one, which way you want to go? Do you want to talk about the flat earth first or do you want to talk about, or the ice wall rather? Or do you want to talk about um, the whistleblower, Eric Heckler, who believes there's an earthquake machine and much more over in Antarctica? Hmm. Eric Heckler was a Raytheon employee. He was like a firefighter contracted out by Raytheon and had clearance to a bunch of the bases in Antarctica. Um, okay, so I, uh, my, Damn. I'm going to go first. Where I'm going to go potty. shock collar. And then we're going to go with the Heckler and the earthquake machine, okay? Let me okay. let me use the bathroom real shock. quick. I'll be right. I'm going to put a shock collar on you to get you in line. God damn, it's cold. Lowering, Lowering your, your vibration, vibration and, and jacking I'm jacking your loosh. Lowering, Lowering your vibration, your vibration and, and, and I'm jacking, jacking your loosh. loosh. Mm, 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 mm. I love you, Chris. I love you, Alex Jones. Mm. Let's have a bit of 15-year-old hat. I like that. I like the sound of that. <laughs> oh, cotton gin. Yeah, but I was thinking of pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, but I think I was... Uh, where's that ISO? Is that pumped out yet? Because they use mixed genetic codes. Yeah, but I think I was making a pretty cool point here. <laughs> oh, God bless Cotton Gin and that ISO bot. That's funny. Saving that. Hmm. Well, let's talk about while he's gone, why we're not allowed to explore the Antarctic. Welcome to Antarctica. Uh, you know what? No. This one. The world's coldest continent is also one of the most unique. mysterious and places so on Earth. Place it's as unique as it is secretive. And unlike most destinations, you can't just hop off a commercial flight. It's Unless you're an elite scientist or an emperor penguin, exploring the Antarctic oh God, is forbidden. Is Even if you could, good luck overcoming frostbite-inducing temperatures of negative 130 degrees Fahrenheit or negative 90 degrees Celsius. But why is it restricted? And where do these rules come from? Grab your mittens and let's... Why is Antarctica restricted? You want to keep hearing about this for a second? That's what I was watching. Sure. Why not? What's going on in Antarctica? 
What's going What's on going in our today? Find out. That's such a good clip. Before the mid-1900s, we knew almost nothing about Antarctica. Then, an American Navy explorer by the name of Admiral Richard Byrd Jr. changed everything. Oh, and before you go asking Santa for presents, the Antarctic is actually at the South Pole. Antarctica equals South, Arctic equals North. Comprende? Anyway, what was Bird's deal? Aside from enormous expanses of ice, endemic wildlife, and wintry conditions he'd never before seen, what else exactly did he find? I'm sorry, while it's still shrouded. Okay, I was about to say, you you genuinely did not know that Antarctica meant South. Like I meant opposite. Okay, okay. I was sarcastic. Oh, God, you you scared me there for a second. Many think that Bird came across an underground civilization called Agartha. Here, check it out. Ooh, that's the same kind of map as, well, no, it's not. It's actually the inverse of the map I was just looking at. All right, you ready to get to some uh, Eric Heckler whistleblower? Let's do it. All right, here we go. I want to hear about him. This is uh, him on the Sean Ryan show. There's He testified in front of Congress. Uh, OBDM played a clip out, I believe, like a year ago. Fuck. Well, yep, I knew that was coming. Ah. Wear a shock collar. Heckler... Eric Heckler, Raytheon contractor, basically a firefighter, uh, was stationed in Antarctica for a long time, unless he's an op. He seems to have proof, and he testified under oath. The Atmospheric Research Observatory, as I testified uh, in D.C., I witnessed myself in doing my standard rounds in the winter season at South Pole Station that that building would, with great regularity, have a very powerful green laser beam shooting out of it into the cosmos. So already, right out the gate with the Minas Morgul, Return of the King, green laser in the sky. Was that the Witch King's castle? Shoots the green laser in the sky? That's what I'm imagining. I think you're right, actually. Minas Morgul, that sounds... I mean, I know that's definitely from Lord of the Rings. I'm not sure if that's the castle. So I did I my job. I, I'm pretty sure that's it. I, okay. But you I, know the I green laser say, I'm talking though, I know what you're talking about. I do want to say, though, like that many, many telescopes and observatories and different fucking forms of uh, examining atmospheric and, uh, um, you know, data from outer space, like they use lasers and green lasers specifically. Uh, That's the first thing I thought of. This could be something different. I'm open minded. I'm just I just want to put that out there. But as far as I know, there's no telescopes down there. But if it was on some sort of an atmospheric um, observation or or data gathering center um, and had some sort of job there, even if it, I mean, unless it was a complex job, I would I would think that he would know like what the purpose of the lasers were for. Like a lot of times that could be used for collecting atmospheric data. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, he said that he worked at a center that had to do something with the atmosphere. So, yeah. I'll continue. So I did my job. I made the repair that I needed to on the circuit next to the circuit that I was now informed is duly on and operating. So the ELF is up and running. And that, again, is a multifaceted directed energy weapons platform. Do you have pictures of any of this stuff? I have a lot of pictures of me in these facilities. Um, They mostly just prove my presence. Can if you hand those over, I'll display them on screen right now. If I can get them. I can get you pictures before you present this to the world. I would appreciate that. <laughs> Let's talk about the clear air system called Aero. Yes. Commonly referred to as the no-fly zone. 
Yes. The ARO building, A-R-O, is the Atmospheric Research Observatory. It is listed on the chart, the one that I gave you as well, um, as a no-fly zone in the vaguest sense of the term at first glance. But as any pilot knows, there's always, you know, fine print. So the no-fly zone, as listed at the South Pole Station because of Arrow, simply provides a limit to the ability for a plane to fly too low. It sets the floor at 8,000 feet. You can't fly below 8,000 feet. A lot of people like to try to claim that there's a hole at South Pole Station and there's a no-fly zone that protects from you flying in an area that'll see the hole. And that's just total shenanigans. The no-fly zone limits your ability to fly low, not high. So with that height available, you will see everything available to see, which is ice as far as the eye can see. There is no hole in the ice at the South Pole Station. There may be one somewhere else. I can't testify to the entirety of the continent. It's huge. All I can say is that when people are talking about there being a hole at the South Pole, they're full of crap. They don't know what they're talking about. All right. Well, at least he's he he's not discounting the ice wall. He shot down wall. another conspiracy. Yeah, he's not discounting the ice wall, but he's discounting the entrance to Hollow Earth. That's for sure. I mean, because I saw that image that got was very popular and got floated around today while I was looking up, or yesterday actually, while I was looking up some uh, Antarctica shit. And uh, when I saw it, I was like, ah, you know what? I'm not going to bring this to the cast because it seems <laughs> like it might be fucking photoshopped or bullshit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? A lot of it does look like that. By the way, uh, Cotton Gene in the chat pulled this. There's an ISO bot. I think if you put, yeah, just the word ISO. And then the phrase you want ISOed, it'll automatically pull the ISO and send you a link to download the MP3. He pulled this ISO right after you said it because they You're, use mixed genetic he, codes. Yeah, but I think I was making a pretty cool point here. Is that <laughs> <Sorry>. like? <laughs> yeah, but I think I was making a pretty cool point here. Is now an ISO. I just have to tighten it. Oh, yeah, 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 that sounds good. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be the next. Uh, I'm not spilling beer on. No, it's never gonna be as good as I'm not spilling beer on nothing. Lucas is going to be have the best ISOs of all time. Who am I? Who are we kidding? Nah, Lucas. I mean, I, I cannot combat with Lucas when it comes. Nobody to could. I could. ISOs are fucking. I mean, I, man, his ISOs. Nobody could combat those. I mean, maybe like Shane Gillis or Mark Norman, but I mean, no, Alex Jones is the only Shane Gillis. Okay, no, Norman's Alex. Jones, you're right. Alex Jones. No, Alex Jones is king. Yeah. A Chihuahua can mate with a with a with a with a, with a, with a bull mastiff. Now, uh, <laughs> okay, so let me, yeah, continuing on with this guy. He, the earthquake machine and the laser shooting out of the sky, he goes into how kind of the same thing we talked about in the harp episode where there's a microwave or certain types of radiation you can send in that could cause a um, earthquake. Like I remember the guy doing the piano. It's like this, this is this note. We can target certain things. We were using it to scan down for um, or, um, elements and different shit in the earth's core and crust. Or crust rather, and he went through this uh, piano kind of analogy where sip, everything operates on a different vibration, a different note, and just like a piano, you can tune different frequencies on harp to create an earthquake or just scan down or scan out. Yeah, I mean, the interesting part of the technology would be to discover like how it directs those frequencies, but. I mean, because I mean, fucking watch Mythbusters. I mean, they did a little Nikola Tesla, a small machine that vibrated at the frequency of the metal in the bridge. 
that they were on and they started to feel the bridge shaking. Yeah. The entire bridge. They went all the way down and, f- and felt one of the beams and they could still feel it. And th- they quit testing the myth. That's the one of the only ones they've just quit testing because it was so I mean, they were afraid they were going to die, basically, yeah. if it actually worked. I well, mean, or they so, could just I mean, get off the bridge and test it when nobody's around the bridge. It definitely <laughs> seems to be. I mean, because if you combine that's true, if you combine, um, you know, I mean, scientific data with like esoteric, esoteric knowledge. I mean, you can kind of imply here that there is some sort of a map to the, uh, I guess, constitution of every solid thing and um i mean there's you know it's made out of something right but that something stays together in a certain uh amount of mass and like a concentration of mass and if you're able to find out like the key to that that frequency and mess it up and block it or something like that it starts to just disintegrate that's kind of the i think i think i'm pretty sure that's the concept essentially um and there must be some way to actually make things come together if you're if you're you know expounding on this theory. Like this is the opposite end of the people who think that like the Egyptians or the ancient peoples who built the pyramids or whatever before the Egyptians were there um, used sound waves to you know carry the blocks to create the blocks to cut them, um, you know. And they do so that with it's kind of like the stone. opposite end. Which airbender do you have to be to do that? I mean, I think if you have that fucking technology, you can do that with fucking anything. So they could do it with ice. And so long as you, so long as you know the frequency and how to fucking vibrate that bitch, you know. Yeah. Uh, she, yeah. There's weird uh, homeopathic medicines like the Rife machine and stuff, where they attack uh, cancer by putting a certain frequency uh, through your body. Electric frequency. I mean, that seems pretty dangerous because if you get the wrong frequency, you're fucked. But like, you know, yeah. I mean, I like the concept. Ooh. Um. Okay. Yeah. So back to Eric Eckler, the whistleblower. This is yep. this yeah. is where things start to get a little more interesting to me. Uh, the device is also um, for faster than light communications, quantum entangled communications at great distance. And I guess it was the late 80s or early 90s, Gary McKinnon. This goes way beyond harp, if true. True, if big. Quantum entanglement. I'm liking what I'm hearing so far. Yeah, sounds possible. Based off the very little that I know about quantum science. (laughs) Yeah, and I guess if they do that, Alaska is where they'd have the one that's operational. If they were experimenting on something way crazier like that, they'd go Antarctica. Makes sense. Mm. And I guess it was the late 80s or early 90s, Gary McKinnon hacked NASA. And he found that we, he found the list of the off-world space fleet and the captains of the ships, respectively. We have a fleet out there. If we have a fleet out there, we need to communicate with them. This is that facility. Can you explain quantum entanglement communications? (laughs) Yes, I don't think most people understand what I'm about to say anyway. (laughs) But I will. Um, The way quantum entanglement works is that you can take, uh, you can take two particles quantum entangle them and then take those two particles and move them at any distance in the cosmos and let's just say for example if you quantum entangle two electrons and you have them spinning in the same direction and then you take one of those electrons and you shoot that thing out a hundred thousand light years from the original if you then rotate the spin on the one electron if you if you modify it so that its spin changes the quantum entangled electron at 
any distance will simultaneously in no time switch its rotation also because they're quantum entangled. So these communication systems are taking advantage of this aspect of quantum mechanics that most people can't wrap their heads around. And this is what they're utilizing. It's just the new level of science that affords us the ability to communicate at any distance instantaneously. I've heard about this. <laughs> Are you with the so far? I've heard about this. A long pause. That's the host of the podcast, Sean Ryan. Just that long pause. I've heard about this. You you following it though? You're into the quantum shit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so basically, what what he's saying is, is that basically you you entangle these uh, atoms or whatever, and you are able to get them to uh, uh, quantum. Generally, I mean, has a lot to do with other dimensions and shit like that. So uh, it's assuming there's another, um, you know, it's not just uh, what is it, space time, and you know, uh, fuck. I mean, I can't remember all the details. Anyway, my my point being that basically you can uh, basically do Morse code. Um, from any point in space by uh, entangling atoms and basically uh, Look, having them do a pattern. You can take it further. Than that. He takes you know. it further than that, though. Yeah, but I'm following. I tried to dig into it, and it's hard to understand. It is hard to understand. Um, it would be my my best way to put it is that when electricity first came out, it was very hard for a lot of people to understand what Nikola Tesla was getting at. But we can, we still, everyone was using it before they even understood it. And this is just where we are right now. It's just a new technology. It's a new conversation. People don't have to understand it yet. They just have to realize it's real. What other kind of things can this? Oh, boy. Um, voice to skull technology. This is also in the foray of directed energy weapons. Mm-hmm. What is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, the ability to, let's just say, throw your voice into your head or my voice into my head or allowing algorithms that now they can blanket a whole geographical area and they can make everybody change their thoughts. They can. I, I use the term intrusive thoughts. Um, back to that fork in the road analogy. If you find yourself where you have to make a decision about something, next thing you know, you catch yourself kind of having an argument in your head with your own voices. Well, the ability to um, add another one of your voices in there, but have it controlled by somebody else's microphone, so to say, is a very powerful tool. Uh, I'm sorry. What's going on in Antarctica? What do you think of that? Voice of God, voice to skull tech in Antarctica. You okay over there? That's really scary. It's it's really scary. <laughs> I was try- trying to sum up how I feel about that. I just it sounds scary, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll continue here. Well, the ability to um, add another one of your voices in there, but have it controlled by somebody else's microphone, so to say, is a very powerful tool. And I think this is a weapon of war that we are seeing happen to everyone around us. The Department of Defense recently started initiating protocols for their employees, their agents, to discuss Havana syndrome, Havana syndrome-like symptoms. And on that list is that their agents are hearing voices in their head. 
And this is what they're getting at. This is that technology that, you know, next thing you know, you're trying to make a decision, but there's another Sean in your head that now is actually somebody else's control. And through the manipulation of that voice, they can now push you just like we have, you know, the cell phones are weaponized now, the social media platforms, and they can engage with an algorithm and they know that they can push you in a direction by repetitive information being displayed in front of you, uh, similar to the tachistoscope in grammar school, that they can learn your system and they can learn to manipulate it on a personalized level by just assessing you what the things are that you're interested in, what are your weak points, what's the crack in the dam, what's the angle of attack. And it's through repetition and access. These are simply electromagnetic impulses in your head. It's not that they can't be read. It's not that they can't be copied. And it's not that they can't be just um, replayed with somebody else's um, control. I mean, I could get a, a voice changing thing and I could sound like you if I wanted to. I could call you on the phone. I could call your loved ones and I could pretend I'm Sean. And they can do that for you in your own head. How are you finding all of this out? Years of research. The McDonald's Corporation just had a, uh, an ad come out a few months ago that they're looking into research and development and a technology that will afford them the ability to pump their commercials into your brain while you're sleeping. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I 100% believe this is a spiritual war and that these people are working with dark entities and that's what this is all about. Yeah, bro. What the? So I had a fun game we could play because I pulled this clip and I didn't look it up. I've waited to do it with you. Let's do a search here. What did he say? McDonald's okay. advertise in dreams. That would come up with it, right? Yeah. Isn't that essentially what he was saying? I mean, it should. Yeah. I don't know what would if that doesn't. Here's from science. Science.org. Are advertisers coming for your dreams? You want to just kind of scan this article? Sure. As a first Go result, ahead. science.org. If you've ever crammed for an exam just before bedtime, you may have tried something dream researchers have been attempting for decades. Coaxing knowledge into dreams. Uh, I, I can, I've talked about it before. A lot of podcasts like Nick the Rat or Bull After Bull or Behind the Schemes, I'll fall asleep listening to it and my dreams will definitely be affected by the conversation being had to the point where sometimes I think I'm part of the conversation, especially if it's people I've met <laughs> or have talked to. Mm. So uh, I get the, I I can imagine if you're studying for a test, you would cram, just have a, you know, have a voice telling you, uh, <laughs> you can probably do an audio book of any curriculum these days, right? Oh, shit. Oh, got me again. I'm going to put a shot collar on you to get you in line. Uh, this week, a group of 40 dream researchers pushed back in an online letter calling for the regulation of commercial dream manipulation. See, okay, so I'm going to have to just do a search on this for McDonald's, I guess. Find him page. Commercial dream. Yeah. Nothing. Advertising. McDonald's. Yeah, I, I don't think you're going to find much. This doesn't seem, this seems like a theoretical thing that people would love to develop so that they could actually brainwash people uh, outside of the ways that they already do it. Um, but I don't think, I mean, this, this doesn't seem like something that's actually utilized. And if it is, it's in very small. Like, okay, like, so McDonald's uh, studies, essentially. Actually, no. Okay. McDonald's is working on tech that will push ads into your dreams during REM sleep. So working on doesn't mean doing it. True. Yeah. They're, they're, they are financing oh, scientists a- to study if it's possible to influence someone on a subconscious basis the study, to make permeate through their dreams. Yeah. 
Um, I'm looking at it. And I'm looking advertise at futurism. That way and you ha- have a use for advertisement. You know? I'm looking I at futurism.com. It seems, it seems highly theoretical. This is not something that's, I mean, at the very, if the government has developed it, it's not in the hands of like corporations for advertising at this point. I don't think. I mean, if so, then we're basically in cyberpunk 2077. The whole world's run by corporations. And that, hey, that, as long that, as Keanu's that. there, I'm happy with it. Yeah, I want, I want to hang with Johnny Silverhand for sure. How are you finding all of this out? Years of research. The McDonald's Corporation just had a, uh, an ad come out a few months ago that they're looking into research and development in a technology that will afford them the ability to pump their commercials into your brain while you're sleeping. You think that they figured this out or some other company figured it out first? You think if they're going to have this available to them next year, you think that there weren't agencies that have been wielding this for a decade or so? You're a hundred. Is there any, where can I read about this? It's immediately available on the internet that McDonald's put this out there. McDonald's. McDonald's Corporation is looking into putting commercials into our brains while we're sleeping. And that's, we can look that up. Absolutely. Loosely funding it from what I can see. I gotta look that up. Understood. I've heard of that. Understood. But now imagine when if they can do that next year. Oh, I'm who's, with you. who's been doing it for the last decade or so? Sounds like he's exaggerating. Um, he's taking an, uh, actual facts that McDonald's is loosely funding a a study into um, uh, how dreams work and if they can be suggested in one way or another, and then taking that. Oops. And then uh, expounding and basically implying that they're gonna going to use that for advertising and putting fucking commercials in your brain. I that I mean that would be my guess is that this is a lot of really like I mean. But he talked about he talked about the uh, the ELF the electromagnetic frequency machine where they can. Uh, how did he call that? So I did my job. I made the repair that I needed to on the circuit next to the circuit that I was now informed is duly on and operating. So the ELF is up and running. It was supposed to be a defunct thing that was shut down, but it was it's according to him up and running and it can project the voice of God in your skull. And it's called it's called an ELF device. Now, I want to go back for I a just, little podcast. This sounds like this sounds like somebody who's adding on more to it. if so, then fuck this dude, because he's the one who fixed it. You get what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I don't believe this at all. Like, this guy is like he he's did adding under a lot oath, more. But the, yeah, that doesn't mean I mean, anything, as we've learned. Testify. I can get. I can. I can see them attempting to create something like this, but I don't believe that they have got it perfected it to the point where they can get specific thoughts into specific people's heads from one station. Like, it just seems like such bullshit. I mean, no. well, let's, it's time let's go back for podcast recapitation on episode 130. I think it was or 130, 135, something like that. Uh, Mo Fax, Larry, that Larry show, Cretched from OBDM, uh, Booberry behind the schemes were on and. We were talking about very shady mass shootings and what was going on with those. And Mo brought up an interesting point about the um, which, which one was that? Well, I can't remember. But sure, I, I'd forgotten in that one in, in New Zealand that he had stuff written on his guns. And wasn't the wasn't that the same thing? Yes. The guy in uh, in the yeah. Navy Yard shooting um, uh, just outside of Washington, where they uh, didn't they like his shotgun or something had stuff written on it? Wasn't something like yes. that? Yes. And that guy I heard was hearing voices to the point where he like changed like two or three hotels that night 
All the a lot of shooters, including the first ones, were all hearing voices. Okay, lots of people hear voices without the fucking instrument. That 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 case right there is a very fascinating case. The navy the navy yard, and the reason why I know because it was local. I I was local to uh, the story, so I saw a lot of the local coverage on it. And he did have something written on his uh on his uh, shotgun. I'll look it up. He also had a manifesto, which maybe that's another way these things should be segmented by seventy two pages. yeah, psychos and, you know, who write manifestos. That's, that's kind of a, it's a, in a class by itself, I would think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, I don't know how he get, he's from Australia. How did he get all those guns to New Zealand? Yeah, that's a good question. How'd he do that? Yeah. Hmm. Cause they both have super strict gun control laws. Yeah. Great question. I mean, so he had, going back to the, the DC yard, it was, I mean, we were saying about writing on the weapon. He wrote on there my ELF weapon. Elf. Making reference to his uh extreme low frequency weapon. That's, that's why I say he was he say he was hearing voices oh, uh, wow. all the time as people were trying to control them through voice. It, it, that that's a fascinating case, but sorry um for interjecting in that, but I just wanted to put that um no, that's good, what exactly well, but, he wrote on there. But maybe see I was thinking like the guy the the the, 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 the clips mysteriously popping up as this guy needed them. I mean, I was going to say maybe that was the clip elf who was distributing those and maybe also distributes automatic <laughs> weapons. Yeah. Yeah. That could be it. That could be it. Uh, I, I think Mo's on to something, man. I think there's a, it goes back to the gang stalking episode we did with, uh, Dean Reiner and Blueberry and we had a call in. I, they seem like, I, they seem like there's, they, if they really want to, going back to the Havana syndrome thing where they all thought they were hearing voices, if they want to, they can project, uh, that voice of God technology has been declassified that they were working on it as far back as the 50s and 60s. So you'd think, uh, right. They'd at least, I'm not saying they perfected though. I think you're right. I don't think there's any way to perfect something like that. If they perfected something like that, we're fucked. I don't think that's, they're that far with it. Yeah, that's my point. If 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 they had truly perfected something along those lines, they would be using it way more often. I mean, like you would. I mean, it does give me an targeting excuse for my intrusive thoughts, specific though. individuals. I mean, no, 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 no. Those are yours. <laughs> um, when you brought up intrusive thoughts, uh, I mean, you should have said gay thoughts. That would have been funnier. But oh yeah, well he um, he didn't say gay <laughs> thoughts. He said intrusive thoughts in the clip. So you know. Still. If he would have said gay so. thoughts, I'd definitely... All right, hey, let's let's get to this other clip that you got, because it's getting late. Uh, there's a system known as ELF, Extra Low Frequency. Uh, it's also a massive antenna that's embedded in the ice there. When I arrived to the facility as a tradesman and firefighter, I was um, read into how everything worked, because I needed for the safety of my crew to be able to battle fires and and engage things appropriately. And at the onset, I was told that the ELF system is off. It's defunct. It's disabled. It is just sitting dead in the ice. But through my uh, need to make an additional repair on something else and tracing back to a sub-panel, I was finding the circuit that I needed to lock out, tag out, and do all the safe repairs. But then I noticed that this other breaker that was supposed to be off was in the on position, and it was listed as the ELF. And I ran it up my chain. I said, what's going on here? I said, this is supposed to be off. I was told it's off. now, And I was just given a hard, it's on. And that was the end of my need to know. They didn't want to tell me anything else. You, you have identified the circuit that you need to work on. You have been informed that you can safely do your job. Carry on. What do you think? 
What do you think of this guy overall? That that part sounds legit. They're working on something. Yeah. But I mean, it just it seems like the rest of it might be just gossip that he's gotten together from fucking other people. And yeah, like who possible. knows how much of that is disinformation. I wouldn't rule it. I mean, out. they do they did this with the Bob Lazar shit. They probably do this with every program. Where they yeah. need fucking contractors and shit to come in, electricians, whatever the fuck. Feed him, feed him some bullshit. Um, yeah, you just you, you give them misinformation, and then they just they repeat that shit. Yeah. Like this is what they're doing down there, and it's and when in reality it's not even close. It's like you know, it uses bits of the truth and then has a lot a big lie built in. I think uh, like what Bob Lazar got was the big uh, big truth with a lot of lie built in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, we were okay. Uh, anyway. We were one to wrap uh, by around midnight. So let's uh, let me thank some people, and then we'll uh, roll right into uh, flat Earth. I got a short little couple things on that. I'll skip some. Oh, of them. Uh, all right. Well, looking at Saturn, which is what Booberry gratefully recommended. I look through uh, at Boostergrams with much better than going to my Albi wallet every time. We got. Uh, one from for three thousand three hundred and thirty three sats from bad career advice Chad, and I think he he was boosting the uh, televangelism episode. He said boosting some soul insurance to my podcasting equivalent of Joel Osteen, Reverend C Sitter, Sir C Sitter. <laughs> Thanks, Chad, and uh, some coming in from Servo, which I think was a split from behind the schemes somehow. I don't know where that's coming in from, but uh, they say yay and even more yay. Fuck, I don't know. If- yeah. I didn't do it that time. It misread the word. I got, so I have a proof on that. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I yeah. think so. I didn't. Anyway. Uh, and then uh, Fletcher, John Fletcher, I think boosting that same episode, or not boosting, uh, donating to that same episode was the, uh, come on with $11 on the PayPal. So thank you, John Fletcher of Hog Story. He hosts with Carolyn Blaney, and uh, I need to have him back on. I miss that guy. Also hosted the uh, two-hour folk hour. Every Sunday morning before No Agenda, before the Rock and Roll pre-show before No Agenda. Actually, wait, no, I got to take that out. That's not really him. That's Dusty Apples. Okay, I made a time code to take that out. Because it is really him, but it's not really him. Keep up the facade. It'd be like saying Nick the Rat's not really a rat. You can't do that. I actually did put a time code in. Okay, where were we? Business out of the way. <coughs> you were going to play a con- uh, clip about... Um... Hibbler. So they did six failed moon missions. NASA was not getting the budget they wanted, the black hole, which turns into indoctrination station, right? So it's like, we're, we got the country, in a sense, because the globe was being pushed by the 60s universally. Okay, because they were teaching flat earth through the 50s and 60s in America. People don't know that. It was public mm-hmm. school. Spe- specifically in the 20s and 30s, all over every public school. But yeah. and they, hold on, they did nothing to prove you anything but up until Apollo. Okay, even though Universal, the owner of the movie, you know, da, 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 da. so that company was out in the 20s, guys, and they were showing that same spinning ball. Even though no one went up yeah. there until 1969, nobody went up there. Picard went up there in the 30s and said it was a flat disc, so they didn't. They published it, but they didn't leak it out. Like they didn't publicize that story. So they started NASA once Admiral Byrd found more land past the 60th parallel. They said, oh, "Hold on, wait. There's more continents. Okay, no, we we can't control. Se- we can control seven continents. It's hard enough. We can't do eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 
We're going to cut it off. We're going to wrap it around. Whatever, all the world, everybody knows. These seven continents, okay? They're going to wrap it around, and we're going to push this in every school. Rothschild was in on it. All these big boys were in on this agenda, and it they hit they hit it hard. And they changed all the schools. They started NASA. They were sending monkeys to space first to just make mm-hmm. people interested in it. And then right away, they said, look, we're going to get a man on the moon. And that was it. They, they you know, half the country was like, here we go. And the other half was like, that was fake. Now, I've played that to lead up to this. Do you know, do you know David Weiss? Name is familiar. I'm not sure who he He's is. He's the but... big flat earth guy. He's got the flat earth app. I'll give you a Bitcoin if you can prove the globe. That guy. Um, He's been on OBDM. He's been on Behind the Schemes. Uh, he makes a, he has a really good presentation, a really good thing. And he's, every time I've been on there, he's got his green screen behind him and he's pointing things out and playing clips and video footage and stuff. And it's good. But uh, he's also just, there's something off about him. But this is him talk. He does this thing where he talks to old people that are in nursing homes or in there and like people are just like people that, you know, somebody's grandparents that he comes over to their house and the people they're like, yeah, I remember I just want to they point out the earth was flat when we were in school. Yes, but I just want to point out that this guy is fucking retarded. I mean, the way he's pointing this shit out is like, he's like, I mean, uh, the, the U.S. just came up. Oh, that's conspiracy. They just no, came up with the globe. That's not David Weiss. Or whatever. The, the rich people just came up, the elites, whatever the fuck, they just came up with the globe and they decided to push the globe as proper... Fucking Galileo. I mean, fucking these people have come up with these concepts hundreds and hundreds of years ago. I mean, like, I, I, unless all of that is also bullshit and also a conspiracy, which, I mean, at that point, you're just stacking conspiracies <laughs> without fucking any verifiable information here. I yeah, mean, I, it's I should just, have clarified it, this. It that was Hibbler. That was uh, Eddie Bravo's producer talking. That was a not. Um, yeah. Hey, you know what? That guy. I mean, come on, man. That was not. If that's David what he Weiss. believes, and I can't trust him with anything. Yeah, so that was not David Weiss. But David Weiss is this guy I'm about to play. This talking to old people. Tell me your name. All right. Ruth Heath. Ruth, and how old are you today? A hundred and two. A hundred and two. So you were born in nineteen eighteen. Nineteen eighteen, and um, we were just talking, and I asked you what what shape the Earth is, and what did you say? What were you taught in school when I in elementary school? I was taught in school that the Earth was flat. And and then what what do you remember when they changed it to a globe? Well, when it they changed it, I remember when they changed it, but I can't remember the okay. date or anything like that. And did you believe them? Yes, I did. You you did. Now I. I I was young. Right. And we all we all were told by people that we trust. That's right. Where did you go to school? Ele- elementary school. I went to Spurgland School in Hamden, Connecticut. I lived on a farm and grew up with all kinds of animals. No electricity. A big white farmhouse. You said that you're religious. That that yes. you that you uh, you follow the Bible. Yes, I do. And and are you aware that the Bible is all about the flat Earth? That God put the foot. How much do you hate this right now? I can. Just I see- hate this so fucking much. <laughs> this dude is manipulating the fuck out of this fucking senile one hundred and two year old woman. 
he is and i mean she's trying to be kind and she's like saying phrases like yeah like yeah like like the fucking her tone of voice i mean like it's it's I mean, she, the fucking, the school she mentioned, the name of the school, I guarantee that's all true. She probably was taught about flat earth. She lived in an area with no electricity. <laughs> I mean, like, we're talking, I mean, these fucking people, I mean, everybody probably taught something different fucking county to county. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, this is, yeah. All of this is, I mean, this guy is manipulating her. And it's, it makes me mad, man. Yeah. I mean, it gets a little, it's a little dude. weird. I'm not gonna lie. He's taking advantage of an old, old, an ancient woman. That the Bible is all about the flat earth. That about this God put the foot, you know, the uh, the earth on the footstool and separated the waters from the waters and created the firmament. I just want to say, you can, you you can pause it real quick. Take it back ten seconds. You can hear the sound of like an oxygen monitor in the background. Beep, beep, beep. Beep. <laughs> it's like, dude, like these people are nearly dead. Continue. God damn, it's cold. Uh, the earth on the footstool and separated the waters from the waters and created the firmament. If you if you read Genesis, there's over 200 verses in the Bible that refer to a flat earth. That's right. And there's only I think there's only one verse that mentions earth as a circle. But just like this cable right here, that cable is a circle, right. but it's flat. That's right. Right. <laughs> a, a circle is different than a God. sphere. A sphere. Oh my God. Is the same in every direction. That's a, right. cir- the circle of the Earth. So, so how does it make you feel to realize that you were right as a kid? Uh. It makes me feel better. It, it does make you feel better, right? Oh it makes me feel alive. My whole, oh my God, that is so true. My whole life, I, I hate believe, this you know, what so I was taught. much. I'm gonna, and if I was nearby, I, I would have beat the, the fuck out of Good God. You, about it. Because we are the center of creation. That's right. We are important. That's right. And we are here. We are God's children. I kind of, like, I... <laughs> I felt like everything about that was bizarre, even though it's, I don't even know what to say about it. That was, I mean, (laughs) that was horrible. I mean, he's just, he's, he's saying he's mixing some truth with lies and he's trying to fucking get this 102 year old, 102 year old woman who's basically just like, you know, trying to be kind to this man and agree with him and be agreeable and have a good conversation and she's agreeing with every yeah right 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 like it's like no she doesn't believe what you're saying you're just saying shit and you know she's gonna agree with you because she's old as shit and she doesn't know well, what's going I mean, on that, I, I don't know if I, I mean to, an, to, get to that you know extent, but. I'm not taking that I mean I, that's an exaggeration my but point you're, being you're like, on I mean you're on to something there he's, was he's being manipulative yeah he's being very manipulative here with like he the narrative he's he, he starts off citing her age and saying hey back then they like using her as credibility and then he's manipulating her to agree with certain things that she probably hasn't even really thought about deeply and she's going yeah right well i would and i mean it's just at that point in life everything i would imagine starts to become a blur you know it's like there's not well let me she said she believed them when they changed when they i mean in in the i would imagine that she like as time went on the area she grew up in with no power it probably became electrified became a little bit more educated 
got linked with the federal education system. You know, I mean, she probably I mean, when she was when she was going through school, there probably wasn't a fucking federal public school. She was going she was being homeschooled or taught by some fucking dude in the neighborhood. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I got one that's going to ramp you up even more to close on. This is a longie. Oh, God. This is a uh, this is an interview with two former NASA employees. Okay, let's do it. Mike here, glad you could join me. And today I have two special guests. I have David Waverly, formerly NASA employee, and as most of you know, Cindy Holland, also formerly NASA employee. David's going to talk just a little bit about the South Pole because he was stationed there. So, David, let's hear what did you do for NASA and tell us about your experiences. I know you work for Goddard Space Center. Tell us about your experiences at the South Pole. Okay, so I actually wasn't at the South Pole because there isn't a South Pole. Oh, but, um, whoa, 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 okay. whoa, whoa. Is, 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 is there something to walk on down there? I mean, is Well, it- <laughs> first of all, Antarctica, regardless of whether you believe in a globe or a flat Earth with a encircled and, and encompassed Antarctica. Uh, I love the former NASA employee, flat Earth, now flat Earther grift. I was starting to think it's a grift with some of these people. For sure, dude. I mean, dude, conning and scamming is like deception is just as baked into the like human nature as fucking anything else. Anything you can think of love, um, fear, hatred, like like deception is like a huge. Do you know how much fraud there is per year in just the U.S. economy? It's the number is insane. I mean, it's like it makes you fucking wonder. I mean, it like it's like I've said in the past, I think one of the main things, if I could say, if you ask me, what do humans do? And I can only give one answer. I would say we tell stories. Yeah. And I think part of that is conning and scamming, dude. Yeah. And it's just what people do, man. It's like <laughs> they, they fuck it. It's fun, dude. Yeah. It's, it's Better Call Saul. There, nothing made me want to start running scams like Better Call Saul. There were so many great. Exactly, scams man. That's a good example. Antarctica is a landmass covered with ice. A whole lot. A whole lot of ice. How, how far out did you get to go? How much ice is there? Anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> but, how but, far out did I go? I was at McMurdo Station. Okay, so you're and, right on the edge uh, under just directly south of New Zealand, right? It's it's pretty. We, we You go to Christchurch, New Zealand on the way to Antarctica to go out to the ice, they call it. So, um I was in McMurdo to put a data data ingest system. Now, this was in my career at NASA when I believed we lived on the globe Earth. I bought all the science, all the space, the vast universe and billions of stars. I bought into all that, just like most of us did at one point. And um, so I'm down there, and we put this system in to capture the data. And uh, it's for polar orbiting spacecraft, so that we, because there's a big data hole in the Antarctic data set. A big hole. Are you talking uh, about the map part? The, the, the part I, I, where hollow well, earthers say yes. there's nothing there? Any, yes. Any okay. map that you would have seen of the Earth <laughs> showed this this huge gaping lack of data in the center of Antarctica. And I can tell you the reason why that is is because there is no center of Antarctica. Antarctica is a ring. But I didn't know that then. So... So we go down there. Now, here's the thing, and I was about to tell you a little while ago, is I set this system up. Everything's functional. We were ingesting data. We're retransmitting it uh, offline when the, when there are no spacecraft orbiting over, quote, unquote. And about 10, 
shoot, 10 years later, I'm watching a YouTube video and I'm looking at images on, on Google Earth of Antarctica. And there's a big gaping hole in the data set for Antarctica on Google Earth. And I'm like, now you got to understand, I personally went there to correct that. So I was kind of like a little, like, weirded out. Like, why in the heck is there no data for this large area of Antarctica? When I went down there to correct that. Assuming he's not lying, that's pretty interesting because he was stationed there. That's confirmed. And if he went down there to fill in a big hole of data, especially satellite data and stuff, and and then he goes, he, I mean, that, do you see that? I mean, that's weird. If that's true, that's weird. Did he do this for the government or did he yeah. do this for himself? For NASA. Okay. For NASA. And this is here 10, 12 years later. So I called my old boss and said, hey, Mike. What's the deal? How come we don't have any data, any imagery over the center portion of Antarctica? And his answer to me, and this is, I talked to my pastor about this even, because I was like freaking out about it, because it didn't make any sense. You think after 10 years, they'd have some data, right? Dude, 12 years. 12 years, okay. (laughs) Yeah, and and we spent $500,000, which isn't a lot of money by NASA standards, but on this project to go down there, I didn't even want to go, to be honest. I was newly married to my wife. I didn't want to leave her for five minutes. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, so I go down. I was I was lamenting the whole time, you guys. Anyway, so, so I call Mike and I say, you know, what's the deal with this? And he says, well, they, what's the they opted out. Satellite. They didn't want our data. They got a pipe. They got a, a fiber optic network from McMurdo to Svalbard. Now you got to understand, Svalbard is almost the total other side of the world. Okay, it's it's one of the most north places on the quote unquote planet. Okay, now is this an undersea pipe from McMurdo that far? Yes, 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 yes. Fiber okay. optic pipe okay. under the ocean from. McMurdo Station, all the way to Svalbard. Even on a flat Earth map, it's freaking far, okay? Does that make sense? Well, we don't need the satellite anymore. We got a T1 line from Spars, from, from the North Pole, essentially. What point is he trying to make here? Why would they have a T1 line from the North Pole to the South Pole? Okay. For internet, yeah, okay. when they what, told him that they don't what, need what the satellite. He, what is he implying? I'll I'll side of the world. Okay, it's it's one of the most north places on the quote unquote planet. Okay, now is this an undersea pipe from McMurdo that far? Yes, 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 yes. Fiber optic pipes under the ocean from McMurdo Station all the way to Svalbard. Even on a flat Earth map, it's freaking far. Okay, so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. We have supposedly we have satellites. Uh, we have yes. all this great space technology. Yes. Uh, why the heck do we need a fiber optic pipe? Listen, listen, that's what, I, that's what I'm getting at. So he's telling me this, and this, this is what he's telling me. And I'm, I'm going, I, I don't even think I believe that I knew about Flat Earth yet then. This is what was leading up to my going, holy crap, you know, we're deceived. So I'm like, I'm on the phone with him, and he's retired at this point from NASA. I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. 
why the hell he said, well, they opted out to send the data to Svalbard. That's the Norwegians, okay? And that they would process the data and sell it back to us. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm just saying. So I'm like, okay, this doesn't make any sense at all. Doesn't, you know? Now, remember, how many guys can you talk to that said, hey, I personally went down there and put it in a data retrieval system for polar orbiting spacecraft in Antarctica. You hear that every day, right? Well, so, in the so, community, there's a few. Yes, I know that. <laughs> yes. So it's important that everybody understand that you were there to map what yes. what's essentially still not there and still not mapped That's today. Right. To fill out an area of data, a huge area, that was not there. And so, and it's still not, see, here's the thing. Okay, so you, you get the idea. I don't think I need to play much more. This guy went out there specifically to to map out a part of unchar- uncharted or unmapped Antarctica and see why the satellite data wasn't coming in. And then when he tried to, he <laughs> his final answer after 10 years later, why the data still wasn't up is, oh, we don't even need that anymore. We just have a T1 internet line from... <laughs> Yeah, it's like we don't we don't even need the satellite anymore. So what happened? I think that was his main revelation. It continues with this other NASA lady. I didn't listen to the with, whole no. Thing. There's no revelation. It's just that they they fucking okay. They're lying. They're probably lying about there being a T1 line. So what is there instead? Like what's going on? Well, I think it probably is a T1 line, and satellites oh. are fake. Is what okay. this guy's take is. <laughs> I think that's what that this sounds guy's, like NASA bullshit. Guy's okay, that's not that's not what I would know. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'll I'll do another sixty seconds of this and see if it gets changed. Hey, he says, "Well, yeah, they 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 pipe it over over the fiber optic network to Svalbard, and then they sell it back." To, well, it's still a big gaping hole in the data. Hello. So, twenty seventeen, we have yet to map a portion of one of our continents if the Earth is yes. a globe, correct? And we got, and we supposedly, quote unquote, have continuously polar orbiting spacecraft. Guys, listen, you know, there's a whole series of spacecraft that I worked on also called the EOS, Earth Observation Systems. And it was like five different spacecraft, and they each looked at different spectrum. Uh, one was for, for atmospheric qualities, another was Terra, another, uh, anyway. They are all polar orbiters because the whole idea is that the Earth is spinning and these daggone satellites go around and, and, and they get a different swath of the world as the Earth spins underneath it. Right, strip data. Again, I'm speaking. Huh? That's called strip data, right. Yeah, yeah. And and so. Okay, we're getting in the weeds here with this one. What's going on in Antarctica? I mean, all that sounds correct. I mean, that's that they're describing fucking satellites that observe the Earth correctly. I mean, you know. Well, I will say, you know, one cool thing that I did see when I was doing a little bit of research for this episode was a um, a point made in a, a video that talks about 10 interesting things about Antarctica that you probably don't know about, which I can't I cannot seem to find. It's a quick video. It would have been great to play on the podcast, but I can't I can't find it anywhere. I, I just give me like two of the just give before. me two to five of the or how many of them you can remember? No, the, the one the one point that I'm trying to make here, which applies to this, it seems to me possibly. Is that um, it was measured, I believe, in 2016 that there are fucking cosmic rays that are being emitted in Antarctica, like from the continent, like basically like uh, like rays that would seem like almost in, in, in well, in every single other case come from outer space, from other stars and shit. 
and explosions and supernovas and stuff like some of those rays are being emitted from Antarctica and also technically from the Arctic as well. Like they, they followed up on the Arctic. It seems like there's fucking these rays that just like pass straight through the earth, but they can't seem like they called it a, um, uh, a perforation. It seems like what's happening is like some sort of, I don't know. I don't understand it. It has something to do with physics and uh, geology or whatever. And, uh, light, uh, science basically, uh, that there's a perforation to the earth that allows cosmic rays to pass through the earth at its poles. But this is not actually possible based off of what we understand about the earth at the moment. Like it, it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, so if they found a way to take advantage of something like that, they could probably pass information from one pole to the other, essentially like very easily. Um, but anyway, it's that just, uh, that, that was a cool little tidbit that I found yesterday while uh, researching that I feel like is somewhat applicable here. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it, man. Well, it's after midnight. We say you want to wrap this puppy up. Let's wrap this puppy up, man. I think uh, we could probably, you know, later on revisit it, but I think you and I have some other topics we want to get to before we do another Antarctic episode. Dude, we've got a lot of topics. we got a lot in the can. Ow. Shit, we a lot. And list. you got to be on for a battle of the douchebags soon, obviously. I mean, for sure. I've, we, we had our own, uh, I believe, political battle that we planned. Uh, if you want me to sneak peek it, I can. Oh, well, I guess so. Are we talking like a one-on-one battle or with the actual battle tournament? With other- it was uh, it was a it was a sort of like we, we were going to bracket it up like battle pushback. We were going to do uh, political candidates who lost elections, <laughs> essentially best yeah. to worst. Almost. Yeah, we talked about a televangelism one. We talked about oh, a lot of them. Uh, I'm going to have to. I don't think I'm ever going to get in through an episode. It's never going to happen. Especially never gonna happen. Caller misfires at all. All right, no way. Nigel happen. Farage or Roger Stone. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Stone. Noah, good God, man! You're the co-host of a of a show, a talk show, and you can't show up on time to record. I mean, look, I know abs in a six pack is not the greatest podcast in the world, but uh, man, half of life is showing up on time. So get with it, dude. And by the way, remember, Roger Stone did nothing wrong. And that's hey, at least um, I haven't been to prison, bitch. <laughs> Got him. Oh, shit. I may be late, but I ain't never been to prison. <laughs> and you don't dress like the penguin from Batman or the Riddler, whatever he dresses like. Yeah, and I don't have psychosis. That's, he's a weird cat, man. And Richard Nixon tattoo on your back is a bold move. Uh, says something about you, you know. But he did say that about you, so he that's did. Not a, that's not a deep fake, people. That's a cameo. <laughs> Shit. You should have played the Gilbert Gottfried one. Okay, we'll close it with that. I think that's a good way to do it. Get this back. I mean, in memory. All right. I'm sure, you don't want the Nigel Farage one instead. Gilbert. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and I just watched that podcast, Abe and a Six-Pack, and it was the worst. It was the worst shit I've ever watched. It just shows anybody can have a podcast, and uh, 
even by those standards of anyone having a podcast, uh, this one was shit. It's like, uh, it's stupid, it's boring, it's a waste of time. And, uh, you know, there are two-year-olds with podcasts that are more worthwhile listening to than that. It, it's just, uh, don't waste your time. Really, really avoid it like the plague. Now, Noah, what is going on? You know, you were too late to record abs and a six-pack. And if you don't pull yourself together, the jihadists and feminists will crawl out from under your bed at night. I know abs and a six-pack is a bad show, but what else do you have going on? A family? <laughs> Can you believe that guy was like the leader of Brexit? Oh, great. Uh, does, does that not go to Boris Johnson a little bit too? No, this guy's Ho- co-leader. Nigel Farage was Mr. Brexit. I don't know much about the fucking Brits. Yeah. What's going on in Antarctica? God damn, it's cold. What, I mean, what we fought it, a war a long time ago to fucking not give a shit about what the Brits do anymore. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I'm going to take the shock collar off. And uh, I want to thank Fletcher for producing and uh, all our boosters, the Boostagrams. And uh, thank you, Noah, for doing part three in the bag. I think we... Hey. Uh, I guess my goal for the last... 20 minutes of that was just to try to get you to throw your laptop on the ground just because of all the flatter stuff. I was like, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. No. I mean, my son threw my laptop on the ground a, a couple weeks ago, and now my fucking headphone <laughs> 3.5 millimeter jack is bent like it's like fucking going way to the left. And But somehow it still works. So, All right, Noah, you want to get a snack? Let's get a snack. Let's have a bit of 15-year-old We got a hat. lot more in the cannon here. This was fun, but we're going to have a bit of 15-year-old better things. Sorry. Okay. All right. Thanks for the oh, fucking sorry. interruption <laughs> there. I, I was trying to be inspirational and fucking get these people fucking a little thirsty for more. But all right, a fifteen-year-old ham. Let's, I was let's just, have a little bit of that. Make, yeah. So I, I do have some beef jerky, so it's kind of like fifteen-year-old ham. If you want some beef jerky? Okay. It's okay, Red Band. <laughs> a chihuahua can mate with a with a with a with a, with a bullmastiff. What's going on in Antarctica?